to the podcast. I'm Ross. <laughs> I'm Phil, and this is Ross and Phil Talk Movies. Uh, Ross, you've seen a fair amount of apocalypse movies in your time, right? End of world mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Did any of them predict the end of the world to be so boring? <laughs> well, the one thing I think that those films get right, more than anything, is whenever there's a group of survivors, there's always a dick. Like there's a like Ty Burrell in, in Dawn of the Dead remake. Yes, like there's always yeah, yeah. there's always a dick, and it doesn't matter why he's a dick or how he's a dick. It's usually a he. It's just a dick. Yeah, just a total dick. Um, the only thing <laughs> that most films get wrong is how how few people they make dicks in the films like <laughs> overwhelmingly so rather than one dick in a film it should be all dicks and one well, normal person well not let, let's just say out of 12 people nine dicks and a few people who were like okay you know you know like because we're all a bit dicky but, but it's just uh, absurd I'm, I'm sat here right and i'm i'm like i'm at the point now where i'm wanting my vernon wells on a on a like Mad Max style. Wes, you want Wes? Yeah. yeah. I, I kind of want. I kind of want my Tina Turner Thunderdome right now, because this apocalypse is quite dull. I mean, it's it's okay. I'm I'm kind of like you know I'm not hating it, but I'm getting to the point where I'm 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 a little bored, little bit. Yeah, I mean, little, little bit. Little, bit. little I bit. I think it depends on how you keep yourself occupied a little bit, but uh. Yeah, I, I think I'm not so much bored. I'm the time seems to be flying. I get the occasional slow hour, if that makes sense. We get occasional yeah. slow hour. Oh, and time then, flies. Time flies. I'll yeah, time flies. Uh, but it's just, I just, I'm bored of the situation. Like I'm bored of nonsense, and I'm bored of hyperbole, and I'm bored of um, speculation, and I'm bored of conspiracy theories. These people just need to go away. Like they just need to go to a little island I'm, together and you know i'm bored of not having a coffee a oh, decent that. cup of coffee well on that note it's not it's not ideal but um we, uh, jenny and i have been to canary wharf recently and they've and pret was open pret is my least favorite of all of the high school high, high school <laughs> high school high bloody hell. i'll tell you what though if you want high a street. dirty spilt of coffee on your way right. to work right. 99p and 50p if you take your own mug for a filter coffee that's not for bad pret. That's not it's, bad. It's and, good, and, man. It's really I good. Say, I will say they have because I'm into iced coffee, not you know, not, not normal coffee. Um, and they have two advertised. They have like an iced latte and an iced americano. And I just said I don't suppose there's any chance of an iced mocha. And they've done it twice, and it's pretty good. <laughs> like, so, I've got to say. So interestingly, on this, I've I've taught myself to make a myself a really nice vanilla iced latte with oh, soya really? milk. Oh, right. Well. This all sounds wrong. I had no milk and I was like, fuck, I've got soya milk. I'll, I'll right. use soya milk. Yeah. I put like soya milk, ice. Uh, so one of those kind of barista instant coffee. So the nicer instant yeah. coffee. Yeah. Shot of that in. Um, and then I put some vanilla, um, sugar-free vanilla syrup. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it is fantastic. Shop quality iced coffee. Wow. I was going to say, Jenny's yeah. been doing brilliant... Um... Uh, iced coffee for me at home which is the waitrose they're blue i don't know the flavor but they're like a blue pot you've changed i have i know it's weird you've changed it's, it's man weird. Um, but i will say packed, she does them brilliantly so. packed coffee subscription coffee service but not a subscription oh. 
like okay. seven quid to get like a bag of coffee. It's really nice coffee. And in the Ooh. first order, you get one of the kind of V60 drippers. So you okay. can make yourself a, like a proper nice coffee. It costs like seven quid to get a bag of coffee. And it's lasted me a couple of weeks already. Ooh. So that's that's, that's cool. my tip. Anyway, we're not here to talk about coffees or anything else. We're here to talk movies. Not that there's many movies out there to talk about. Because no. we're really getting to the dregs of movies right now. I mean, um, I've been reveling really in just older films, to be honest. It's been much yeah, I've, watched well, some, this is... I've watched some new stuff. I've watched some new stuff. But... But this is what I thought yeah. we could talk about today. I thought we'd talk about Lovebirds, because both of us have seen it. It's mm-hmm. both of our most recent films we've seen. Correct. And I thought we could take a deep dive into some of our favourite, so not on this, but just some of our favourite older films that we've been watching, maybe some of them that have surprised you. I have one that's specific one that has surprised me very much on a rewatch. Mm. But two things to talk about before we kick off. Uh, firstly, um, <clears throat> we won't spend too long on this because Ross has made his thoughts very clear in the past. But uh, apparently, apparently Ross isn't the only one that doesn't get on with Ruby Rose as um, Batman, Batgirl, Bat- Batwoman. Bat- Batwoman, Jesus. Batwoman. Apparently, you're not the only one that doesn't get on with her as, as that character because she's no longer doing it. I know. I like. I, I messaged yourself and a couple of people saying, "Look, I don't want to sound petty, but I am overjoyed that she's been recast." Like, like I, the reasons why don't matter. It's not important. I've, in, in the in the crossover episodes, she has been okay. Like, I mean, I'm genuine. I'm trying. I'm not trying to be mean. I mean, it sounds mean. She's been okay at best. And then I saw the pilot for Batwoman and she's terrible. Like the whole thing's terrible. It's not just her. The whole thing's terrible. And I really can't bring myself to watch any. It took so long. I don't know if people know this. It took so long for Batwoman to get picked up in the UK to the point where they didn't scream the Crisis on Infinite <laughs> Earths crossover at all. At all. And all of those other series were building up to it in the UK. And then we just oh. didn't see the episodes. How crazy I is that? I know that. Like, how crazy how did they not? That was brilliant. I know. No, no, I, I know. <laughs> like, so what? Oh, I maybe know. They'll, maybe they'll show them. Maybe they'll show them sort of out of order when the Batwoman episode gets to the right place. I, I don't know. I, I don't. If I'm honest, I just couldn't be asked. I'm like, I've, I've kind of lost love with the Flash. I think the Flash has delivered its last average season for me to give a fuck anymore. I will say, um, I thought this season. I will say, and I thought you agreed with me, but the, the new season started really well. It like, started it well. Strong really well, started, like strong but it yeah. just by the, by like the point where they finished it i was like i realized i was watching it in the background whilst i was working and then i realized yeah. i wasn't really watching it and i realized yeah. i don't really care so i'm, I'm done now the arrow versus is kind of over I for will me say, that, i still think i still think legends is very very good i did oh no no well that was the thing the first season the real problem with the first season was so repetitive from season two onwards, because it had the same villain every week and all of that stuff. Season two onwards, <clears throat> massive jump. Massive jump. Um, just, and, I don't know. Like, and it's much more fun than the others as well. It's a lot more Flash fun. Flash is just... The, there's too many characters now. Like, yeah, I, I want... I, I, like, I don't care about this, these new three support cast that they've drawn in to give the show more diversity and more female no, I, leads I and female-based stories. It's like... Look, I get, I get that the Flash is quite male dominated, but let's not shoehorn in female characters to make it less. Well, let's, well, let's be fair. Flash is, well, let's be flat, fair. If we're talking about balances, the Flash is very well balanced with Supergirl. 
yeah. which is very female oriented. And by the way, and not in a way, but I think it's obnoxious at all. Like it's not, it doesn't feel. No. Nothing's being rammed down your throat. I still think Supergirl's quite good, actually, although not, maybe it doesn't have quite the same attraction. Again, as I think I gave up at season two. I was just, I love her, yeah, but she's brilliant. I just, I just, just don't brilliant. love the show. I think David Harewood is excellent as well. It's like, and I th- actually, I think to be fair, I think the cast are generally very good. But um, so anyway, so so she's out. Um, they'll recast. Um, yeah. I hopefully they'll they'll do they'll they'll have a reason for the recast, right? And they won't just go, hey, this is it. it the, what was the guy in Bewitch when they changed Bewitch? It's Dick, whatever his name is. And you're like, no, it's not. It's not Did him. Oh yeah, oh yeah, because it was because it was Larry Hag. Was it Larry Hagman originally? No, you're Lovely thinking I dream of genie. Uh, I dream of genie. Yes, I fucked yeah. that one up. Uh, you did fuck that one up. Um, other news. Um, the other major news out this week, also in the category of, uh, I couldn't give a fuck really, but okay. Um, they're making the, the Snyder cut of Justice League, right? Who, who cares? Like, I don't understand. Right, okay. I, I'm not against this. Like, I'm, I'm up for watching it and stuff, and it's going to premiere on HBO Max, which is obviously to attract people to HBO Max. I don't have any real problems with this, but I don't, I, I don't believe, I, I don't know if this is right, I don't believe that the number of people going, we want the Snyder Cut, like, like really affected, like, <laughs> the, the, the actual decision to do it. I think it was more a commercial decision taken, and say, well, how are we going to attract people to HBO Max? What can we do? Because what, what's it got to do with Warner Brothers? I don't quite understand the connection between Justice League and HBO. I think what's Time Warner own HBO. Right, okay, there you go. That, that makes yeah. much more sense. But, but it's for me, HBO, you don't associate HBO with, like, superheroes. No. You associate it, HBO with... You know what? They've pulled a, a fantastic marketing ploy, right? Because it's on every news outlet, like, geek news outlet. outlet. Also, it's promoting is, HBO Max. Why is, the, why is the imagery... All of the imagery is black and white. What's that about? Is it like Blood and Chrome with Max, Max, Mad Max? Like, I don't understand why it's... I can't. I, but who, like, I just... That's do people think it's going to be... Do, I remember seeing, like, on Screen Junkies, they did, like... Um, was it a Snyder Cut? I mean, they did something about... Yeah, they did, like, a Snyder Cut trailer or something. Something like, you know, like a spoof trailer. Yeah. And you just sort, and you just sort of go, do people really think... And I, Like, do people really think that that cut of the film is going to be anything like, like are they just going to cut out the bad moustache you never see joe moustache scenes from joss whedon's version well, it's or got dark improve, scene in or it gonna, or, yeah that's kind of cool now that's that is with ray cool. porter which i think is yep, super yep. interesting yeah but yep, i won't but, it, agree, but this but, is it right and like, the whole black superman suit stuff i don't i don't they're spending 30 million to complete it but they're not putting any new they're not filming any new footage so that means that they're presumably creating everything CGI-wise or something? Or, or, or I, I think or... that's 30 million to finish effects, but you've got to assume... 30 million? That they, 30 million. Yeah, you've got to assume they're going to do some CGI creation. So I, I just yeah. want them to put the moustache back on Superman. Yeah, why not? Who cares? Like, why not just have him have like, a moustache? I still don't understand. And I, this is just me, right? How long does it take to grow? How long could they not have just shaved the mustache off and stuck it back on? Remember, it was a whole thing with, with uh, Paramount, wasn't it? It was I a massive know, thing. Like, I know, I know, I know. I, I, but just, I love the fact that like Paramount were dicks. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> it's really funny. It's like, I love the fact they no. were dicks. I love the fact they were like, yes, you could have him, but yeah. the mustache stays. Yeah. 
even though they could easily either schedule him so that it's grown back or schedule him that they can like half fill it in with a, you know with like you know makeup and stuff and you know yeah, just, people have just, people like, have beards people have fake beards and moustaches in films all the time nobody if you have a good enough person time. they never noticed that it was a fake and I don't even think it was primary photography there was well, I don't know I, mean, like, I couldn't tell you huge yeah, left no. on anyway but yeah so the Snyder Cut's coming out um, the other 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 last piece of news before we get to talking about other movies is a certain trailer came out this week Oh my trailer. Fuck me, it feels like about three weeks ago. Sorry. <laughs> that was is, sweet, is, that, is, that, is that news? Uh, yeah, okay. Yes. Because uh, I've you. not seen any of it, oh, despite the fact, you know, you know, one of your older friends, pff, nothing. Yeah, no privileges here, folks. I get nothing. Um, no no benefit. No, no benefit. You, no benefit here. Um, um, but no. Um, but uh, yeah, and uh, the trailer came out, and tra- it's really good trailer, man. I like it. Oh. It looked like it looked good. It looked nice, man. There's some great budget moments in it. I was like, is that a fucking plane exploding in the background yes, in one yes, shot? Yes, yes, it is. Um, I was like, it, nice. So the official the official title is now "I Am Vengeance Retaliation," uh, and that was the that's the US trailer cut by Savannah Lionsgate, which is very nice. Good trailer. Uh, man. Yeah, good trailer. Yeah, it, I will say there's some bits I'm really, really happy about. I mean, I'm happy with it overall. People have been very positive yeah. overall. There's been visual dick comments in the in the comments. Uh, oh my god, I love so so the IGN comments. I oh know, so many. The IGN comments are amazing. Just for the the the, the just the general level of fucktardery in those comments oh, is just so, outstanding. Like when I saw it, when I saw the trailer had debuted on IGN, I was like. Right. Oh my god! Massive, IGN massive. commenters. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's one. Of, it's the biggest like geek tech outlet I in the world, believe, right? I couldn't believe I couldn't believe that it was taking IGN. It was genuinely yeah. biggest outlet in the world for that kind yeah. of stuff. But yeah. also, it's the biggest outlet in the world for the most retarded commenters since I mean, fucking April News. I can't figure out if they are for real, just like challenged. Or, or if they are all just twelve-year-olds, because the level of comment is just is just like I was reading. Really like, I don't I don't normally get down about like I don't care about negative reviews and, and all that. I don't mind yeah. any of that actually. But the the, the level if of someone watched it right. So so yeah, like yeah. we got some great one-star reviews for Ten Dead Men, and I'm I like, you bought it. I don't mind it at all. I don't mind I don't mind it at all. I don't. Spend I really don't. I, I've never yeah. I've never or even or even just spent time watching it. I don't I don't mind that for real. And I don't really care about these comments except for you just think why like why it's it's like it's like every single one of us kind of going yeah 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 like, 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 like there's no there's no sense of, if it was fu- if they were funny jokes I'd laugh yeah. oh you'd love it yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. his nose yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like what? my favorite is is anyone still watching these kinds of films maybe Donald Trump yeah what's that yeah I saw that I was like hey right, mate Trump- if Donald Trump watches your film. Yeah, and also Donald Trump's favourite film was Bloodsport, so I don't really mind whatsoever. <laughs> but uh, for real, for real, he says that. Um, like, and you just sort of go, but also, what is that supposed to infer? Like, yeah, maybe Donald Trump. What? You, what? Maybe, <laughs> maybe the most powerful man in the world has watched my movie. <laughs> right. No, I don't. I, no, I hate him and all of that usual shit yeah. and all. But like, what is it? What? What I mean is, is like, what is that supposed to say about the film? I don't understand. 
Yeah, but president of the, of the most modified public country in the world watches my movie. Yeah, maybe he likes it. Good then? Like I don't know. It's I don't quite get. But anyway, if Donald Trump tweeted out about tweeted out about your movie, that's oh, yeah. not a bad thing, right? No, it, it would not be. You're right. As terrible as it sounds, it would it's be, like it would as much as I thing. hate that 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 hoof wanking bungle cunt to, to bring back a phrase that was used about once. Like I, yeah. Um, no, just so just quickly touching on the bad reviews thing. Like, yeah, w- like I I still every now and then go and read the one star reviews of Ten Dead oh, Men yeah. just for the pure oh. humour value because okay. some of them are brilliant. When people get into proper essays, I love it. I do. I don't mind a yeah. rant. I like a rant. And, and actually, when when we made Left for Dead, mm. we actually here's a tip, people. I can we can break this news now. I think it's out of embargo now. Um. But we, we, you know, we, we may be encouraging people to put some good reviews on to give us a bit yeah, of sure. publicity. We also encourage a few people to put bad reviews on as well, because yeah. you need the balance, right? Yeah, exactly. So it's like, hey, dude, could you write me a one star review? What? No, no, seriously. I want you to write me a one star review. Why? Because it looks like more people are watching the movie. If they're all yeah, exactly. positive, they're fake. Yeah, I've exactly. got 99% on, on IMDb. No, you haven't. No, you haven't. This no, is the, no, you haven't. But, but my, my favourite, my fa- when we know certain people who've made films, which we know are yep. basically terrible, even with, I'm not disrespecting the people who made the films. Like, pe- everyone works their arse off and stuff. But when we know those films are terrible, uh, and then you see all of those 10-star reviews on IMDb <laughs> or Amazon, and you just go, well, it's not true. Like, like, like <laughs> massive massive Hollywood films don't get 10-star reviews. Like, like, five out no. of five. Ten. Massive Hollywood films don't get that. Except for the occasional studio rep or whatever, probably. But, but like, but like, so the idea that your no name, with the phrase of your no name, it's got out there, good for you film, has got 10 star reviews, which then normally point up the performances of actors who you've never heard of because they're their mates. Because how, why would you mention them? Why would you mention, you just don't do, most reviews don't, like normal audience reviews, don't <laughs> even go, Tom Cruise is amazing in this. I mean, some might, but for the most part, they don't go things like um, the actor who's in two scenes, who, who, who does this great job of crying. Nobody does that. So all of those reviews. <laughs> oh, what makes just it funny is I know exactly the film you're talking about yes, as well. Exactly. And um, yeah, obviously we're not going to be crass enough no. to say it. No, There's a very specific one. one. Yeah. Yes, there is. Oh, but no, 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 one. no. Yeah, there absolutely. Yeah. There's, there's lots. I'm there's just a saying. But any time, but, any, but anyone, to any, but any time you see reviews like that, and they, yeah. and they, yeah, they say it's like the next coming of that, you just sort of go, but you're just, this is just obviously not true. And then, <laughs> and then you see, and then you see all the one star reviews, and you go, oh yeah, like, like, although more realistically, it's probably two or three. One, I think one is pretty unfair on most films, to be honest. I. What my rule is, is, I never read, if I'm going on to like Trustpilot or TripAdvisor, mm-hmm. I never read the five stars, I never read the no. one stars. No, because the five stars are genuinely influenced in that direction. Yeah, and the, the one, one star stars have had to make horrific, <coughs> <coughs> excuse me, and that's something horrific happened. You know, a one well, star review true. is. They're not true. They usually no, not no, true. No, in a hotel. Right. Yeah. A one star review is usually I came into my room and someone had shit on my bed. Right. Right. One okay. star review. Yeah. Hope you get that. You had but you, probably it was just your room. Right. And no one yeah, else. Well, get exactly. That. Exactly. But a two star review is an yes. honest bad review. I understand and, that. Exactly. And a four star review is usually an honest good review. Right. Precisely. And three star equally just as good. It's like, you know, I take average as well. So 
like I was watching, I was watching Doug Stanhope, uh, Doug Stanhope's new comedy special a couple of days ago. Not as oh. funny as I wanted to be fair. Um, and uh, but I did pay for it to support the artist. Um, but he does this great gag about um, like like picking hotels because they're one star reviews. They're like like if I see a review that says you know this is not a place for children, I know it's a place for me. If I see a review right. that says yeah. you know, in the room next door they were they were renting out prostitutes all night long, I'm like yep that's my hotel. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Also, even but even you ever think to watch four in one star reviews for films particularly. But the, the, the phrase that I find, like, like if, if it could have indicate some sort of petty nonsense more, whether it's jealousy or or there's just some rivalry or, you know, whatever it is, is when they say, I rated it one star, but if I could have rated it lower, I would have. I just I just don't buy that. I don't buy that in real life. If I could rate no, it less no, than one star. Because if, you could have, because if you could have rated it less, you wouldn't even bother. You wouldn't even bother. Why would you bother? If I watch a 20, min- 20 minutes of a film and I turn it off, except for my letterbox, like, because I just to keep track of what I've watched, I wouldn't put that anywhere. But yes, so bad reviews, generally, like, very hysterical, but still. Um, <coughs> but yes, I, I know a different filmmaker, not the one we were referencing now, but one that we we grew up at the same time of, roughly, mm. Um who, who, like, yeah, had these amazing, um, amazing reviews of his films. And you just kind of go, yeah, I've watched them. And not to sound like bitchy, that ain't a thing, baby. That ain't well, I a think, thing. I think, I think it's just at a certain point you've got to be, as much as you should hype yourself up, and you should, you should self-promote. There's just a point where you just go, it's just not reality. It just it just doesn't <laughs> sound. Like, if you, if you weren't you, how would you think this sounds? sort of thing you know although there are people who just genuinely believe their own hype so how do you yeah. get around that yeah i you know i like it um <clears throat> anyway so uh yes yeah, so there are some very people who believe their own hype so let's talk films right so um <laughs> about time right uh lovebirds <laughs> what did you think uh i really so jenny and i watched it together i don't think she was so hot on it i quite liked it along the vein of uh date night and um what was the other one there was something else it, it brought to mind um I, it's gone from my mind but it like i, I think it's fun in oh murder mystery the, the, uh, the yes one, no that's um, exactly which it. I, that's really, exactly I really like that film um and i love i love date night and like it doesn't quite reach those films for me uh but i really liked it i think there was also some questionable like what was it really all about in the end thing like there was a lot of red <laughs> hair so he said so he was like what it, my favorite like, like, bit like, what was the killing what was all the killing actually all about because I, I, I know i did yeah, I could. My favorite. I enjoyed it. My fa- I enjoyed the film. Right. Yeah, 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 totally. My favorite bit was when they went when they ended up catching up with the police. And I won't give anything away, but it was like yeah. such a brilliantly unexpected moment. It was and clever, was like, like, like that. Yes, that whole scene was good. And and Issa Rae and Kumail, they are both excellent in it. Like they're oh, really oh my engaged with each other. Ad lib is phenomenal, and I'm not a fan yes. of ad lib comedies because generally they turn out to be really up their own ass. Yeah. I mean, Michael Showalter directed it. I know, I know you're not a fan of Wet Hot American Summer, but I, I like a lot of his stuff. And and like, and like, also, um, just the fact that it was 86 minutes. I know I know that shouldn't be the reason to watch it, but it just it just didn't hang around and it got on with it, you know. You say that, Ross, but like, I, I quite like an 85-minute film. So, no, 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 but I mean, we're I mean gonna... that's, that's not the most important part. I just, it just... 
when you when you get through something quite quickly, it doesn't hang around. It doesn't. It's not offensive. It was enjoyable. Slightly more forgivable. If that film had been two hours long in total, you would go. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to defend. I wouldn't be able to defend it as much. But there's enough charm in it, and enough, and it does move a lot. Not regardless of the running time, the pace of it all works really well. Like it's it runs along nicely. You know. it, I don't know why it reminded me of for no reason whatsoever but that kind of pacey romp through a city reminded me a little bit of Adventures in Babysitting oh I was going to bring that up too actually Just it's just a date night and uh, murder mystery is just more appropriate in terms of yeah. what the actual story is yeah, it's, but it's no, weirdly, no, no, I, I agree it, it has got that it has got that I had that kind of vibe but yeah do you know what I enjoyed it right I, I laughed I thought it was funny exactly. I, I thought it, it when it got to the weird sex cult thing yes. i was like maybe <laughs> not the direction i would have taken it and but also i don't think that bit really pays off ultimately like it's fun there's some funny moments it's in it not at all. Yeah, it doesn't really pay well, at I'm the end it is really weak the payoff yeah. of it all is weak. but is but weak, yeah. they are adorable together they are i'd watch another film with them together essentially doing the same thing i would absolutely yeah. do that I want to see a sequel. And weirdly, for a film that wasn't a Netflix original, that ended up on Netflix because of the pandemic, yeah. it's yeah. the most Netflix original feeling film since Murder Mystery. I see that as well. It, it does have a slightly, I don't want to say cheap feel, but it sort of feels like, if you'd have said it, what, yeah, like say an actual original or a TV movie, I would have bought that. And I don't mean that with a disrespect to it at all. It just, like, like I'll, tell you, I'll tell you a weird comparison for me, and maybe it's what I make. Did, did you see Stuba? Uh, I, I uh, yes, I did. I mean, I didn't really like it at all. I like there were bits, I liked, yeah. I, there were he was good at game. He was he was great, and but like every, no one was doing anything particularly wrong in the movie. But it definitely wasn't as entertaining as this film, and it shouldn't no. be. It, it it kind of throws into sharp relief how not good Stuber is compared to how much it could have been good. Like there's definitely good bits in it, and the idea is great and everything, and they're all working hard. You can tell everybody's doing the do, you know. Um, but but this, even though, yeah, the ending is a bit weird. It falls down a bit at the end and all that. This was actually charming and kept me engaged much more than the action comedy of Stuba, which to me didn't really... I'd like to try it again at some point, but it really didn't do the job that I thought it was going to do. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm absolutely with you on. It's a very much one-joke movie, and that joke is in its title. Yeah. And like the first <laughs> like, 20 minutes. You go, like that's quite 20, a title. 20 minutes. Yeah, like the first 20 minutes um, or whatever. <clears throat> I also watched this week, before we get on to kind of older films, I also watched um, Last Christmas, just because we've had it to watch for fucking ages. I and I was like, it. I, I want to see it. It's, it's a very unconventional romantic comedy. Okay. And I liked it, actually. I liked it in that kind of totally forgettable but with a couple of really interesting moments, obviously I won't spoil. Um, and for the first time ever, other than Game of Thrones occasionally, I bought Amelia Clark. That's genuinely a thing because, yeah, she needs to work on that. <laughs> like, like, let, I mean, she, I mean, let, let, let's not talk beautiful. about Solo, shall we? Yeah. Oh, God. But she's beautiful. She's, she's really lovely when you see her interviewed. Right. And she's got all she's she's like 
like she's obviously quite charismatic in real life. She's quite nice. She's had some amazingly tough trauma to go through. All right. But she, did you not know she had a brain hemorrhage after season one of Game of Thrones? I did. I did hear about yeah. that not long ago. Yeah. Mental. Yeah. <clears throat> um. But you know, I just her acting just isn't that great. And Solo, I get right. It was a mess of a film. Yada yada yada. Yeah, she but, was miscast. She was just genuinely miscast. Totally miscast. That was the wrong person. Totally yeah. miscast. But she was, yeah, so she was really good in it. And, and Henry Golding was great. And, you know, it, it's a really unexpected movie, um, okay. which I quite liked. So I, cool. I recommend Last Christmas. It's worth a shot. I have been wanting so, to watch it. I, I just feel like I'm going to end up watch, waiting until Christmas now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it, it was a bit weird watching it in March, May in a pandemic. So, Ross, what films have you been watching? What's oh, been your favourite we... revisit of late? Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> what? Uh, well, for a few minutes, right? Yeah, so, well. Because hmm. okay. like you, I've been watching some older films. So if I go back through the, from the beginning of this month, I guess, or something? Like, cause I don't try do to you have a favourite? Let's just talk about our fa- like the I'm, film we've well, rewatched. Kind of, I'm kind of gliding through. Okay, all right, I'll go in reverse order. In terms of, like you say, the ones that have been proper. So uh, watching Red again was fantastic. Uh, okay, no, I've never been a fan of that. Uh, the second one doesn't work. Top Secret was fucking wonderful. <laughs> Top Secret is an amazing film. In fact, actually, I've got a bunch here. Uh, Top Secret is fucking great. Uh, Clue, of course, wonderful. Yeah. I won't individualise them, but for the Pink Panther sequels. Yeah, fact, I saw you watching. In fact, Jenny and I, we've watched all of the Pink Panther films, except for Curse of, like we've watched, including Trailoff, which is not very good, but because Trailoff was just after you passed away. Um, but they've been really enjoyable in all their different ways. Uh, uh, the Birdcage, I loved watching The Birdcage again. Oh, my God, oh, The Birdcage is one of my favourite Robin Williams fucking, movies. It's fucking amazing. Like, it's still... I actually watched it not long ago. I even watched it probably yeah, you did. maybe a few I remember. months ago. We've talked about it on the podcast before. Yeah, maybe so, a bit longer, but I think the one film. So I, I, I tweeted you. I, I Facebooked or tweeted you on this one. Mm. But the film I watched most recently that I really loved, Walking Tall again. Oh, I love like, Walking Tall. Yeah, Walking Tall has twelve minute end credits. The film itself is a is one hour fourteen minutes, and there's twelve yeah. minutes of end credits. Yeah, that's absolutely. I remember it being super tight. It's like a show down a little Tokyo level, like length. Yeah. Or and the weird thing is, though, I did a like I watched that on like um, Thursday night, I think, and then Friday I took the day off, and because uh, we were doing some bits as a family, and in the morning I had like a couple of hours while, whilst my daughter was still schooling, so I rewatched Minority Report, and I oh, so yeah, I, I accidentally did, I did a Neil McDonough McDonough double bill. That's funny. That's quite funny. Because he's in both films. And I was like, yeah. he turns up in Minority Report. And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> it's like, I need to watch that again. I really like Minority Report. It's, yeah. it's, do you know what? It's a really good film. My one caveat would be it's not as clever as it thinks it is. Okay, yeah. yeah. It, it pitches itself <coughs> as kind of a highbrow sci-fi movie. And, yeah. and actually, it is quite a conventional Tom Cruise action film. I always thought of it as being more pulpy than highbrow, to be honest. Like, it, it just, just I like the sci-fi, the hard sci-fi element of it. But I always thought of it as being a bit more pulpy, really, like an action but film. Yeah. It, it, it's considering it's like two and a half hours. It does hold yeah. up well. It's got a good pace to it. Yeah, um, it quite quickly. 
and you know, great support cast. Samantha Morton's really good in it, and like loads of people just pop up, and you're like, ah, oh, such and such, like Neil McDonough. Yeah. And you're like, ah, oh, such and such, and like, yeah, awesome. Um, but yeah, what, it was a, like the literal opposite end of the scale of movies. You know, right. Walking Tall, really bare, 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 pared down movie, and then Minority Report, this kind of flashy sci-fi. That's cool. That's good. But Walking Tall holds up really well. Yeah, I want to watch that again soon. I like that film a lot. Um, and Rock does so well in it. He's so good. It's one of his first solo movies. Exactly. Because Welcome to the Jungle, he was paired with Sean William Scott, right? Correct, correct, yes. Yeah, I love so, that film. Like, yeah, yeah, I, I like that film as well. But Walking Tall, it's just, it's just got that real stripped-back narrative of guy goes back to town and kicks everyone's ass. Yeah, exactly. But even like, like there's a big action set piece in the middle. He gets arrested, oh, and then yeah. he ends up becoming sheriff and like sacks everyone. And then like, like, and it's just, it's just such an, a brilliantly simple movie. Yeah, and it just shows just you don't well. need, you don't, you don't need to hang people off buildings. No. To make a great film. No, just tell the story well. That's all. Or throw loads of shitty CGI in. Actually, yeah, you know, exactly. having a showdown in a mill with a piece of two by four is quite cool. Exactly, a two by four and an axe, like it's brilliant. Although I think there's a TV series that needs to be made. Well, you know that there were some, there were some straight to like straight to video three sequels with uh, Kevin Sorbo playing the role. <laughs> they were good. They were good. They were absolutely fine. Could... They, I mean, they weren't the same, but they were they were pretty good. They were. But could I point out something? Mm. They don't look very similar. No, well, thank God. Really weird. <laughs> Are you Kevin Sorbo? No, I'm Dwayne Johnson. Well, <laughs> <laughs> really weird. I'm 20 there's years younger than. <laughs> there's a mistake you don't want to make. Um, no, not really. Uh, before I bounce back to you, the other film I've watched recently, and the film I, I genuinely hated when it was a, originally released, right? And now I'm having a bit of a. a, a Renaissance, mm-hmm. it's fair to say. Like, like I always love Bad Boys. I always wasn't that keen on The Rock. Rewatched The Rock recently. Thought it was fucking brilliant. Um, I love The Rock. So, <clears throat> where do you go from The Rock? Right, there's only one place you go, and that's up. Literally up. You, you mean uh, the film up? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, literally the film up. Directed by Michael Bay. Um, no, I went to Armageddon. Oh, okay. Oh, Armageddon <laughs> out here. That's how I call it. <laughs> it's it's fucking terrible, but yeah. it's a kind of enjoyable terrible that you can just have on in the background. It was, yes, it was fun. I remember Russell McLeod, uh, te- terribly wonderful stunt guy, uh, constantly trying to convince people that Armageddon's a documentary. Like, just, <laughs> just everyone he meets. You do understand it's a real thing, and it actually happened. Like, wow, and, okay. And, like, you know, people always say in Armageddon, well, why didn't they just train the astronauts to drill? It's like, they do kind of explain that. And that's why they sent astronauts and drillers up to the, the rock. Who brings a gun into space or something? <laughs> William <laughs> Fitchner. Bill Fitchner is good in that film. Bill Fitchner. Bill Fitchner is, is, is he has to play it so straight. Like yeah, when Buscemi's going fucking mental yeah. and yeah, Willis is, is giving it full on Willis. And yeah. like Affleck's giving it full on Affleck. And and he and Bill Fitchner is just playing it straight. Great as you fucking get, and he he deserves yeah. a medal for that because yeah. 
And then and you've got like um uh, oh god um the mad Russian guy I can't remember who he fucking is who's also in Minority Report. This has been a oh, very yeah. weird week. Yeah. Um, oh. In my head. I can't remember. Oh god, I hate when this the, happens. The crazy Russian. Um, the one, the one oh, I get on the space station. The one I meet on the space station. Yeah. What's his name? It's okay, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have to look it up because it's been driving me. Oh, sorry, I'm on it. I'm on it. He's played, he's played the it. same character a number of times. In every film, pretty much. It is. Uh, Peter, Peter Stormare. Stormare. Peter yeah. Stormare, yeah. I like, yeah, he's and he's like, he's in Minority Report as well. I forgot that Jason Isaacs is in Armageddon. What? Is Jason he? Jason Isaacs is in Armageddon. Yeah, Marshall Teague from Roadhouse. Um, like, but so, so like, you, you've got all these people just throwing like, like doing fucking mental shit, and and it, it it's a terrible film, but it is kind of fun, right? Yeah. This seems fair. And and the the uh, yeah you know, uh, the older I've got, I've even grown to love the song more. Well, this is a weird thing with distance. I do like it. At the time, I hated it. Yeah, so, well, with distance, so you kind of go. It's all right. It's a, it's a sweet song. It's just a sweet song. Uh, um, um, so but, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love Aerosmith. Love a bit. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so yeah, so so I, like I've definitely had a a, a um, bainescence of late, or oh, bainescence. When you said bainescence, bain- I think it's like the character Bane. I think I think no. we're gonna say the Dark Knight. No, oh, bainescence, like a renaissance. Yeah, bainescence is good. Bainescence. Uh, bainescence. So uh, yeah, any any others that you've watched that you've really enjoyed? So those films really surprised me. They all held up really well. I was quite impressed. Yeah. So other great ones are uh, Johnny Mnemonic, which I really like. Oh, how does that Chris. hold up? It holds up super well. Like you'd be surprised at how well that holds up, um, considering it's pre-Matrix and stuff. Uh, and then Hudson Hawk, which I love. Oh, you know how much I love that film. Yeah, and I think I told you I watched Police Academy again as well. I think. I think I told oh you yeah. That. Because I watched I it, love didn't it. I? And then you watched it. Yes, absolutely love, absolutely love that film so much. No, in fact, no, you haven't told me you've watched that. Oh no, no, you're right. Because uh, haven't I? No, no. That's very strange. Because I told you about the other stuff more recently. Because because last week you about Scoob. It's fucking amazing still. It's I don't understand why it doesn't get talked about as much as some of the other eighties comedies. I really don't I, know what happened to it. I love. I, I love it so much. And, you know, I've seen, like, Animal House and stuff like that, and yeah. I, I get it, but I watch Police Academy any fucking day of the week. Yeah. Well, I, was, I was saying to Denny, in fact, I was like, you could literally put this on, and I'll just have it on. I have no problem yeah. with it just being on the whole time. Including, one of the things I love about <clears> it, I love, the, I love the score still. I absolutely love when it turns a bit serious at the end. I really yes. do. Like, it's still a comedy, but when that moment, when, well, there's two particular moments... There's the moment when Mahoney makes the decision to get on the boat. Like, he has to go in on disguise because he's not allowed. Yeah, yeah I love that, that bit when it cuts from him sitting in their room, in like in you know, the barracks, whatever you call it. And, and then it just cuts to him already on the bus in the helmet. Yeah. And the music is really serious. Yeah, it does take a really serious it, twist in the it, middle. It kind of becomes daring. And then there's that brilliant bit when Harris... Who we've hated, which I and in a good way, like we hate Harris. There's that bit where they're all lined up and he's going, You one block over, you one block up, yes. you one block down. Yeah. I love I love that. Like it's real, like it's real. Like it's real. Like the act the, the police bit of it 
is real. And I know that sounds silly, but I think it makes it all worth it. Like, I think it makes it all worth it. And then you get the whole gang, the actual rioting stuff and all that stuff as well. Like amongst it, and then the, you know, the actual genuine showdown with that, 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 that kind of gangster guy, that bully guy. Well, I don't know what you some sort of street hood who takes the guns. That's all fine. But there's something about those, those two moments that feel dramatic. It's like they're, yeah. they're literally all about to get tested. The, acad- the, the, the academy guys are being tested for real. And it, I like that loads, like, like unironically. I think those two bits are great. Yeah, um, it, is a, you know. it is a really good film. And I've said this many times. How does yeah. Hudson Hawk hold up? Because I imagine badly, but yet still brilliantly fun. It's exactly that. Like the, 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 main problem with, the main problem with Hudson Hawk, and it was the same at the beginning, like when it first came out, but the main problem with it now is still the very beginning, the bit when it's set in, you know, ancient times. It just yes. doesn't do. The, it just doesn't do the film any favors. But uh, it's nothing. It's nothing even wrong with it. I like it. I like all of it. But you could see someone watching it going, "What? What the fuck is going on?" Like in the first few minutes, <laughs> what the fuck is think, going on? But I think Richie Grant and oh, okay. uh, oh god, what's her Bernhard, name? Sandra, Sandra Bernhardt. Yeah, who I cannot. I'm not a fan. Well, I'm sure, anything she's I, I think. I think. I think they're great together. They I are. Really they do. could have maybe they toned are. it down. Yeah, I, yes. Although I think, the, I think, but I think that the, the extremes might be the right, right, wrong word, but all of the, the the top edginess of all of it is kind of what makes it work. Like if it was more tame, it would be worse, sort of. Like for its entertainment value. Like when yeah. Caruso turns up, my name is Kit Kat, this is not a dream. You know, all of this, all of this stuff. I, and also, but the bits that really make it swing are the heist bits, the bits with Aiello doing the songs. Yes. It's just, would you like to swing on a star? It's just fucking amazing. It's, 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 it's one of the amazing. great cinema set pieces. Yeah, and people don't know about it or talk about it or anything. That bit is genuinely fantastic. And there's two, there's two of them. And they're both brilliant. And all of the silliness throughout, like, in many ways, I think it's aged better. Like, I think it's better now than when it first came out. Because I think when it first came out, it was such a, what the fuck? Like, you know what I mean? People just go, what the fuck? And now I feel like, with a lot of distance and the fact that Willis has done let's be blunt so little good stuff in so long you, there's no there's no sort of baggage with Hudson Hawk now or yeah no well yeah so Hudson Hawk you know, was its very film, much like on its own merits you know on its own merits yeah it was very much the low point of Bruce Willis's career at the time considered to was, well Bonfire of the Vanities which I can't remember if that was before or after Bonfire of the Vanities ah, was disastrous so disastrous disastrous so let's see yeah. let's see let's see let's oh god we're still, we're still, Hudson, Hudson Hawk was 91, Bonfire of the Vanities was 90, so it was that, like, double bill, yeah, right? Yeah, okay, that's a, bad, um, that's a bad 12 months. And then, to be fair, in terms of, like, like movies considered, The Last Boy Scout, which did horrific. It's one of his best films. And one I of the love that film so much. I'm actually going to have to watch that. Oh, my God, like, Last Boy Scout is just unfucking believable Like, yeah. I just... It's Tony Scott, um, Shane That's Black. Height of their power, all of them, height of their powers. Height yeah. of their powers. Tony Scott, Shane Black, and Bruce Willis. And you just kind of go, well, that's a fucking combination. But even but even 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 things like introducing us to Kim Coates. Yeah. Oh, brilliant, yeah. brilliant Kim in it. Coates is in, amazing in two in that scenes, film. like amazing. And even and Taylor Negron, who at the time I wasn't the biggest fan of him as the villain. But now I just think he's fucking amazing. I, 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 didn't, I never thought he was bad. I just never thought of him as being a real threat. Like, I always felt yeah. like he was the man who one of them needed a more... 
a more muscular actually, threat. He's fucking amazing. From a performance perspective, mm. Willis is great. He is really great. Even you know, nobody loves you, everybody hates you. You're going to lose all of that stuff. And and the finger scan, the stuff with Bruce McGill. Yeah, head or gut. Yes, yeah, fucking amazing. Head or gut. And the explosions when you see the first when when McGill when he yeah. gets killed and that that car and also and the Billy opening, Billy yeah Blanks Billy Blanks in the opening. opening. I know, it's amazing. Like that is such a moment where you're just like, ain't like a bitch. It's amazing <laughs> that whole thing and the rain on the field, like every, that film. Oh fuck, I'm watching it today. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's I'm just going online brilliant. to see if it's on any of my screen Danielle, streaming services. Danielle uh, Harris is the kid. She's brilliant. Yeah, Daniel Harry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's brilliant. Like, she's really brilliant. Say hello to Mr. Tom. Can you make Mr. Tom maybe, speak? Maybe this right. is a comedy episode on Last Boy oh, yeah, Scout. Yeah, yeah. Damon Wayans is fucking about Halle Berry was fantastic in it. That's oh, pretty much oh, her introduction. Guess what? Yeah. Oh, it's not available it. on Amazon Prime. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's on Netflix, maybe? Nope. <sighs> what the fuck? Oh, is it? Is it? Is it though? Is it though that HBO are keeping all of the Warner Brothers stuff? I think they must is, be is right. There, is, there, is there a Warner Brothers like lack of? You can pay to rent right? it. Oh, I see. But again, I'm trying oh, to think oh, if I've seen any Warner Brothers stuff. Well, I'm trying to think if I've seen any Warner Brothers stuff on any platforms recently. Because obviously I bought on the Blu-rays. You can rent in HD for £3.49. But again, that's the kind of film that you would expect. Oh, I'm so bored of this. Like, executive decision, again, not for... It's like, for well, fuck's sake. Warner, that's Warner Brothers. That's what I'm wondering. Yeah. I'm wondering I already have Seagal's original films, like Hard to Kill and Out for Are they on platforms? Because it might be about HBO's keeping all of them, then. Yeah, it could be. It's just a thought. Oh, I mean, are, there, are, there any, are there any Warner Brothers films on Amazon slash, um, slash Netflix? Uh, it was Under Siege 2, Warner. Yes, it was. So Under Siege 2 is on there. That's interesting. It's not one of the best, though, is it? Because I watched it. Um, Running Man is, randomly. That's that's not Warner. I know. I just say, uh, no. I love Running Man. Anyway, back to where we were. So, yeah, Last Boy Scout, and then, then he did Death Becomes Her. So he kind of, he was at that. And then, like, you know, Pop Fiction came up. Then he, mm-hmm. then he followed Pop Fiction with North and Colour of Night. I know, he really fucked up. Like, North, I think, is genuinely a very sweet film. And it introduces us to Elijah Wood, who's brilliant. Uh, and and Colour of Night is so bad that I love it. Like, <laughs> so his floppy willy in, in the swimming pool is just, oh. And Scott oh. Bakula, I was so, so happy. Oh, floppy Bruce Willis willy. Floppy Bruce willy. Nice. Um, Jane Marsh was fucked up in it. By the way, uh, uh, Brad Brad Dorifo, Lance Henriksen, and stuff. Like it's you know. We've gone so off the reservation. Uh, <laughs> we should do a Color of Night commentary episode. Oh my place. God, no! I could not watch that film again. It's <laughs> my whole way through. You'd be going, please stop us, please, please, please stop this, please. So just so just to give you a, um, we're going to do a, a Bruce Willis check in, right? So Bruce Willis, here we go. These are the films he's got coming up or are being released this year. Okay. Midnight. So you can often tell a film by its title, right? It's fair to say. So the first one, Midnight in the Switchgrass. What? Oh, my God. It's got Megan Fox, Bruce Willis and Machine Gun Kelly. 
Machine Gun Kelly? Who the fuck's that? I'm guessing he's a rapper. Emil Hirsch. Lucas Hart is in it. Oh, Sistine Stallone's in it! Yes! That means that Stallone will be um, promoting the hell out of it. Have you seen Stallone's Instagram? She's always like, you know, you've got to check out Sistine's uh, film. It's uh, it's wonderful. And, like, <laughs> no, but it's really my wife keeps telling me that like Arnie's is amazing. Like He has donkeys that eat breakfast with him. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure that's... Uh, so next up, open source. Oh, hang on. This is even weirder. Midnight of a Switchgrass is being directed by Randall Emmett, who's uh, from Emmett Furler. They do lo- they produce loads and loads of movies. Uh, open source. Is this done by, yeah, Matt Iskandari, who's done, he did the new one. He did Trauma Center, and he also did Survive <laughs> the Night. He's done like three or four films with Willis. So he's, he's obviously got going on. Up, right? what is go- yes, what is going on there? Like why Cosmic Sin? What? Cosmic Sin, Edward Drake. Oh, oh, no, fuck off. It's got Frank, Frank Grillo in it. I mean. Okay. I mean, Frank Grillo. Costas Mandalore. Luke, Luke Wilson, Lachlan Monroe, Johnny Mester, Costas Mandalore. I don't know who CJ Perry is, but she looks nice. Next, next uh, up, Anti-Life. Oh, this is all. I mean, that looks oh, all right. I, suppose. God, I don't even know half of that cast. It's got Thomas Jane. I mean. Oh, I love Thomas okay. Jane. Uh, Survive the Night. I think that's just been released. That's just been released. That's that same director, Matt, Matt Eskandari. Uh, which looks terrible. Trauma Center. That one came out not that long ago. That's the same director again. <clears throat> He's got some proper photographs of Bruce Willis somewhere, hasn't he? Mm. Well, or, 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 or he has photographs of like, the producers who he's probably <laughs> getting to produce all the same films. Um, only other film I would mention before we head off uh, we'll do one more film each uh, my, one of my favourite 90s films as well uh, Sneakers I re-watched for the oh, I fucking love Sneakers fight. I love Sneakers Sneakers is Sneakers has the best cast the best it's just the best the best it's very classy that film it is. It's very classy. It holds up really, really well. And like, even the principles of hacking in it are relatively sensible. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, so I, yeah, I, I wouldn't. So, I wouldn't know. <laughs> okay. This like, 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 I've really enjoyed going back to revisit some films because obviously it's not much new stuff coming out. So it was all. It's quite nice going back. And obviously we're working through Marvels. We're up to Age of Ultron at the moment. Oh yeah, we've just done. We've just done Ant-Man and the Wasp, so we've just got Endgame and the second Spider-Man film. It's funny because we've, we've got we've, we've obviously had to use the Blu-rays for the Spider-Man films. Yes. Uh, but we've just got Endgame. We, funny if we watched Endgame not long ago before we started doing all the Marvel films again, but we've got to watch it again, I guess. Uh, and then, Isn't uh, it? Uh, there's a bit of a dip in the middle. Uh, yes. yes so, like, like, you know, oh, you had Winter Soldier. One, one thing I will say, Ant-Man and the Wasp, which I was not a big fan of when I first saw it. Somewhat similar to the first one. This is my second time watching it, I think. It's either second or third time. And it's still got the same problems. Like, the villains are just rubbish. The villains are... The, the actors aren't doing anything wrong, but the villains are rubbish. The film yeah. itself is less is less dull than I remember it being. At least, like, again, comparing the cinema to home, it, you know what I mean? It's, at home, it's easier. You can pause it if you want to and all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, and I just remember the, first, the second film, sorry, Ant-Man and the Wasp, in the cinema, just looking cheap. And, and it, yes. it, still, it still does, sort of, to be honest. It doesn't look that great. It looks fine. Like, there's nothing particularly wrong with it. There are set pieces that stand out. There is that crazy car chase, 
which I appreciate a lot more the second time around. I don't really know why. Maybe it's because I had low expectations. Um, <laughs> but, 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 I mean, but it is a really genuinely fun set piece. And the overall story and, like, the overall film is less there than I, than I remember it being. But it really isn't helped by the villain's stories and stuff. And I will say, Michelle Pfeiffer, when she appears, it, she really brightens that film. I'd forgotten that. She really makes the film, like her immediate chemistry with like Douglas and then with the daughter when she comes, all of that stuff. And the way she helps the villain at the end, you, you just totally buy, even more so, the epilogue, which is the best bit still, the bit where it connects with Infinity War and, and, um, and Endgame, right? The epilogue, when, when they're testing out, I don't remember, it's like a van time, yeah. a van time, right? When they're testing it out on like, I think it's like on a roof or a car park, I can't remember. Anyway, but they're all standing there. And, and and Michelle Pfeiffer says something like, remember, don't get stuck at any time vortexes because blah, blah. And you go, she's amazing. She made that stupid dialogue absolutely natural. <laughs> like, she says, like, three things. She says something like, watch out for something vertices and blah, blah, look out for time vortexes. And you absolutely buy her. You don't go, come on. It's fascinating. Yeah. No, I'll it's give you that. So... so- it's I, I'm like, that shouldn't work. I'm hitting the bit I'm least keen on. So we've got like Doctor yeah, Strange yeah. and Black Panther and like Ant Man. And... Okay, I will say Black Panther rewatch. The ending is still balls, and there's some real problems with the film. I'll tell you a problem I hadn't noticed before, not particularly, but rewatching it, I couldn't help it. Is this is supposed to be the most advanced civilization on the planet, right? And first of all. They have hidden themselves away and not even helped their fellow Africans, which is despicable. Like that makes them as bad as the nations yeah. treat their, the nations that treat their own civilians like shit and behead them and do awful things and even drive. That makes them worse because they can help and they don't. That's terrible. Yeah, yeah. I, and I know how I'm sounding here. I know, I'm, but it is absurd. Like it's absurd. And then secondly, like they they supposedly this advanced civilization, but they still do things like ritual combat. And so, like, 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 absurd, almost like prehistoric, primitive nonsense. But they're supposed to be enlightened, and, and you know what I mean. Like, like, I, I find it very hard to reconcile that. And they don't do anything to explain it. They don't. Do you know what I mean? They have like. I do. I, I, I do. It's absurd. It's so the stupid. one thing. The one thing that works about that film, and I'm still, like, I, I, I can't help but think they cast the wrong person as Black Panther. Because right. I want to see Michael Jordan play Black Panther. Oh, I look, he, he has more agency than T'Challa. Yeah. Killmonger, the villain, first of all, he still doesn't make sense. Like, like, he wants revenge for his, his dad's death. That's absolutely fine. But T'Challa didn't kill him. So that's ridiculous. But all right, let's just take that as his motivation. When he becomes king, nothing happened. Like, like there's no reason for him to become king of Wakanda. It doesn't mean anything. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't threaten anything or, or do you know what I mean? Like, like there's no stakes yeah, yeah. in him being the king except for T'Challa to reclaim his throne. And and alongside that, one of the things that galls me most is simply that T'Challa is just constantly reacting, not acting. Constantly. And it's upsetting because in Civil War, I think they give him agency. He and Spider-Man both. So one of the best things about Civil War is that both two characters are introduced and there's reasons for them to be there. So, Do you know what I mean? I've not, like, it doesn't, it yeah. Doesn't, you know. 
I was never a huge fan of Civil War the first time around. I'm really looking forward to rewatching it. No, me neither. It's definitely better. I, I mean, let me know how you feel. I think it's definitely better the second. I think actually, tell I think this is my third time. And like, yeah. there are definitely issues. It's still Avengers 2.5, not Captain America, which I really think is an, it shouldn't matter, but it sort of does matter. But as a film, it doesn't matter. You know, it's part of the franchise. It doesn't really matter. Um, it is definitely a less. I, had, I definitely had issues with it. Well, I think my main problem with it overall still, because you can't get away from it, is we don't need two teams of heroes fighting each other for ages. Like, no. Like, they, they should they should fight villain. They, if they're going to have this the misunderstanding fight, you have that, that's great. But then they should team up and fight the actual villains. And it, do, do you know what I mean? That, there's a real missed thing there. It doesn't really... I, yeah, it doesn't really I pay agree. off. Anyway, so, Ross, uh, where can our wonderful friends and friend... Uh, find out more about you. <laughs> Where can I have four or five people who? Um, <laughs> uh, where? Okay, so on social media, it's at Ross Boyask on all the things. It's uh, at Evo Films UK on all the things. And in fact, actually, on the 28th of May, for anyone who fancies it, we're doing a live broadcast on our YouTube channel. Please subscribe to the Evolutionary Films YouTube channel. Uh, it's a uh, to promote a film that we're releasing called Trick or Treat, which came out in the cinema last year, uh, late last year. And it's a really exciting crime thriller, quite funny as well, starring Craig Kelly, uh, Sean Parks, Jason Fleming, Chris Marshall, Francis Barber, and Mamie McCoy, who stars in the, the new Vanderbilt. Oh, cool. And it's a really exciting film set on Halloween. It's not a horror film, but it's set on Halloween in Blackpool. And it's kind of got a... I, don't I mean, that, that's, hor- that's pretty horrific as it is, that's right? That's pretty horrific as it is, yeah. But it's a really stylish, funny, slick crime thriller with a few nice twists and turns. Uh, yeah, I really, nice. really like the film. So, yeah, so, so we're going to be doing a live broadcast with all those people, uh, which will be a lot of fun. Uh, so we encourage people to do that. And then uh, if you want to follow the whole Vengeance thing, which is coming out soon, uh, it's at yes, Vengeance There's a date. There's right. a date on the there trailer. Is. There are dates. So at Vengeance Film UK for all the social media stuff. Uh, in the States, in the US of States, uh, it is uh, June the 19th. And in the UK, it is July. We can't quite say the date yet, but it is July, which is Ooh, exciting. That's close. The 19th. It is. Like less than a month. It, I know, it is exciting. So, uh, yeah, anyone, uh, you know, please follow, like, and subscribe. Well, I, all those I suppose at some point we better do a podcast about it, really, haven't we? Yeah, no, I want to see who's available. We had, obviously, for the first round, Brian Larkin. I want to see who we can get hold of uh, for it. We, we might have to make it a bit of an epic one. <laughs> um, and also, it'd be good for you to watch the film, so you can sort of... Yeah, yeah no, that would help. If I could watch the film first, that would, that would be good. <laughs> you know, generally, that, that helps when talking about a film. Um, I mean, it wouldn't be the first time I've done a podcast about a film that I hadn't seen, but, you know. That's true. But it would be... Um, but we'll, we tend to give review screeners out, like, like two weeks before release, that sort of thing. Tends Sweet. to be sensible to do that, so yeah, no, let's stay in touch. Cool. With all that. And awesome. uk for blog and everything that goes along with this podcast. Please rate, review us on iTunes or Spotify or whatever way you're listening to us. And come back uh, in a week, maybe two weeks, maybe God knows, who knows? Like this, this thing, don't know what's going on. But you know, we're we're we'll be back and we, we'll be talking more movies because you know that's the name of the podcast, right? Although next time we might talk about TV and movies. Ah. Right. Stay safe. Don't be a dick. Bye. 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 I mean, that's good advice, right? Perfect.